Hey folks, this is Glenn Man. You're listening to the Man from New York podcast. Uh, what's coming up is actually a audio uh, version of my blog called Other Moods, and I'm talking about what I call the Great American Human Sacrifice. This is actually part two, sort of a follow up to another one I did that's on the blog, and you'll probably find that in the description of the podcast episode. I'm talking about everything that's happening across the country with the unrest and uh, justifiable rage around what happened to George Floyd in Minneapolis and sort of the corresponding issues about it. So I hope you listen. Hey folks, this is Glenn Mann here bringing you another audio edition of the Other Moods blog pass, excuse me, blog post. <laughs> um, this is sort of a follow-up to the last one I did. Uh, the first one I did of these was called The Great American Sacrifice, Human Sacrifice, Great American Human Sacrifice. And I was talking about sort of the rush uh, that you saw to think, to get things back to normal from an economic point of view due to the pandemic. And sort of the idea that we were sort of looking past what was good and safe as far as public health and for the well-being of others just so we can make sure that, you know, the the economy is roaring and ripping while sort of having people risk their lives, especially those in the marginalized, those who are low-wage earners, those who don't have the luxury of working from home or working in spaces where social distancing uh, could be achieved efficiently. So... Part one, that was the great American human sacrifice I was referring to. But in the past week, really, or two, uh, something else has happened. Uh, uh, We've seen protests break out, not only across the country, the United States, but around the world. Uh, In reaction to the horrific murder of... George Floyd in Minneapolis, Minnesota, at the hands of the police department. And before I continue, let me just say, when I first saw that video, I was like, you know, probably by most people who saw it, scrolling through social media on Twitter. And, you know, I saw the video and I was like, oh my, here's another one. Here's another case of uh, someone who's unarmed, someone who was not even in the position to hurt anyone, being killed. Uh, at the hands of the police. And when I saw that video, I, I just, at the end of it, I just felt a sickness in my stomach, which, to be honest with you, it still has not left. There's still a sickness when I think about uh, George Floyd on the ground with a knee to his neck saying he can't breathe and a life leaving his body and the callousness and the indifference to his life which was displayed in that video, should make every halfway decent human being sick. And of course, this has sparked outrage, justifiable outrage, as people have hit the streets, and we have seen clashes between the police, and we've seen we've seen just examples of brutality. Uh, from New York to Los Angeles to other parts of the country, Louisville, Kentucky, and 
Atlanta. You've just seen these outrageous, egregious events. So we'll be talking about the great American human sacrifice. We have to talk about the original, right, great American human sacrifice, which was, of course, you know, the, the treatment of the, the marginalized from the beginning, from the, you know, the treatment of the indigenous people of the, of the, the Americas, to, of course, the transatlantic slave trade and the treatment of black people post-slavery, uh, from Jim Crow, to what we continue to see as far as dealing with law enforcement or inequities in education or sort of economic opportunities. And this notion that some lives are worth less than others is not new. It's been around since civilization probably has been around even before then. We just sort of nomadic tribal people roaming the earth. But the fact that it's codified in a so-called civilized society is what's really troubling. And the fact that, you know, because of the color of your skin, uh, your life is deemed less valuable. Or that you are not afforded liberties that others are afforded. Or that you don't, you don't have the, you don't get a, you don't get, you don't get grace bestowed upon you. From the powers that be. And this is the sort of the original great American human sacrifice. And even though it's a global phenomenon. These type of things are not unique to the United States of America. However, what makes it most egregious and most offensive in the United States of America. Is because of who we are or who were we supposed to be. Uh, now, the United States of America is a land of paradox. We are a nation... Supposedly born out of freedom, right? But however, our treatment of slaves and Native Americans counters that. However, uh, if you think about the Revolutionary War and the Declaration of Independence, uh, these were amazing events in the course of human history, which sort of was a clarion call to the entire globe of people. And even though it was not complete or hollow, so to speak, uh, those words uh, about us being a free people, being endowed with our creative with unable rights, uh, these words are true and eternal and cosmic to me, regardless of who wrote them down, uh, where they were written down. Uh, these were, to me, I believe these are true revelations of the human spirit. However, people who did not have the capacity to see past their limited perceptions saw those freedoms and liberties only as something specific for them, which at the time was uh, rich land-owning white men. And of course, uh, from slavery to Jim Crow to the women's suffrage movement to this, if you're just poor in America, uh, you, you're not afforded the same rights. So we've always been this land of paradox. And usually we talk about sacrifice in America, but you talk about the traits of patriotism, right? Those of war. We see the, you know, World War Two, uh, the sort of the galvanization of the American people to come together to fight uh, the enemy. To fight fascism, to fight, you know, Nazi Germany and Imperial Japan. 
uh, coming together. And we, hey, look, we liberated Europe from tyranny, and we it began the dawn of a new era uh, among nations that cannot be, you know, discounted. But it also came with uh, steaming pile of hypocrisy too, right? Because uh, African American soldiers who fought for liberty uh, overseas did not receive those liberties when they came home. Uh, you know, they were not afforded the, the hero's welcome that others received. So now, in this present day of the great American human sacrifice, uh, we see people who are hitting to the streets in the middle of a pandemic, so at great risk to themselves and to others uh, to speak out because uh, they are outraged. And they can't, they cannot take it anymore. And that, I don't think we can take anymore. Uh, 2020 is proving to be only six months in a year of great upheaval, or perhaps a paradigm shift. Uh, first, it started uh, for we had the pandemic, but you know, I guess one of the biggest events early this year was the death of a sports icon, Kobe Bryant, who was young. He only retired about four, less than five years ago, and known around the world. A phenomenal uh, athlete, basketball player, and his death was a shock to many people. Right? It was like, wow, here's this guy and his daughter and all those people in the helicopter, and then we had COVID nineteen. This other, uh, this global suffering that we all were sort of undergoing, from China to Italy. Uh, so of course, nice in America, specifically here in New York City, uh, sort of the the zero ground zero hotspot here in the United States of America of of COVID nineteen, and we all had to endure these many different things from sicknesses to economic calamities of layoffs and businesses, and now we are going through another stage of that. Is we are seeing uh, the death of George Floyd and the reaction to it that we are being moved or called towards a a new direction, I hope. Uh, hopefully it's a new direction of empathy and a new direction of justice and the fact that uh, we have to look each other in the face, we have to look each other in the eyes and see each other. Uh, that is the only way that we are going to be able to get through any of this. Because don't forget, we still got climate change. And we, God knows what else is going to happen. Who knows? Aliens might really come and invade any minute. We just don't know. Anything can happen. So, but as we see, as I'm talking about the great American human sacrifice, we had made each other too disposable. When it comes to uh, black men and women at the hands of the police department, we kind of just said, well, what happens, right? If you see if our criminal justice system, the fact that we put too many people in jail. Now, there's some people that deserve to be in jail. Let's not get it twisted. Uh, people who are violent, people who are sort of uh, uh, plagues to their, to their communities and to, the, to safety. Uh, there are people who deserve to be in jail. Make no mistake about it. But are we putting too many people in jail? Yes. Sometimes for petty reasons, right? Are there other ways to 
enforce punishment, perhaps get people to move a different direction in their lives? I think so. I think we're smart enough to think of other ways instead of just warehousing people in prison. Uh, but it's such an easy thing to do. It's such an easy thing to say, hey, we have a problem. Let's just make a law and lock people up, right? So that's another part of the great American human sacrifice where we just sort of throw people away. And we see with our economy, with, you know, the fact that the minimum wage has not kept up uh, with with cost of living and the fact that we would just kind of just let that happen. We just told people, you know what, you just got to get by. You got to make it work. And so people have sacrificed their their well-beings, uh, their mental health, their physical health, just to try to put food on the table. We see with so many of our young people when it comes to gun violence in this country, uh, either we're talking about the everyday gun violence we see across parts of the country or unfortunately the the mass shootings we see happening in schools or other public places and even though people have died the tragedies we've seen we've kind of just said or some of us have just said oh well you know things happen bad things happen right but we can't let things get in the way of liberty and all these different things and I think we are a people who are stuck in a conflict of dueling false wisdoms. And those dueling false wisdoms are the fact that uh, we have people that believe that order by itself equals justice and peace, uh, which, is a, which is false. Uh, order should be a sign or a symbol or reflection of peace and justice, but Order itself does not uh, equate that. In fact, order often is a reflection of oppression and restriction. And then you have the false wisdom that chaos is freedom. That anything goes and anything can happen, and that's freedom. And it feels like freedom. But chaos can be very uh, restrictive itself because it puts you... Uh, in sort of a, a a box of of anything that can happen could happen and sometimes isn't is not good it's, it can be very destructive and destruction uh is to me anti liberty so we are sort of conscripted to these to these dramas uh, of dueling false wisdoms which has us in this perpetual conflict where we don't see the big picture, where we don't see each other, and we continue to sacrifice ourselves, uh, our loves, our opportunities uh, to be people as one, be a one people. And the fact is we have an empathy deficit in this country. You hear a lot from economists and pundits about trade deficits or budget deficits but we have a huge empathy deficit in this nation where it is so hard for people to sort of look at other people, especially those who do not look like them or talk like them or live in the place like they do. It's very difficult for people to say, I feel what you're going through. I know what you're going through. And, I, you know, it's so difficult because we're so forced into these boxes 
based out of fear and insecurity of, that we have to be so protective of who we are and where we are, this fragility that is sort of permeated throughout our culture from everything from uh, our politics to our, you know, everything from masculinity to our, our social status. This fragility that sort of waves its way throughout our country and throughout our culture. And it's not just our country, it's a global thing, but particularly America. Uh, we seem to be number one at these conflicts, these inner conflicts, really. So, I call it the great American human sacrifice because we are sacrificing each other. We are sacrificing part of ourselves uh, to this, these false notions of what we think uh, is freedom, what we think is order, and we are in great disorder. However, out of great disorder can come uh, a state of being, uh, of wholeness, I believe, that can come together. But we have to stop, and we got to take a breath. Uh, George Floyd said, I can't breathe. And for many uh, African Americans across this country, many black people around the world, they can't breathe uh, because of systemic racism and oppression. And many Americans of different colors and, and creeds and, and religions can't breathe because they feel sort of strangled by the system, which puts us against each other. Uh, pits us against each other. So we have to sort of see the big picture. It, we, either we like it or not, we need each other. I know some people hate to hear that, but we do need each other. And we need each other if we're going to truly be a just people, if we're going to be a fruitful, prosperous people. And not prosperous, not only, I'm not talking about just like financially or uh, food, but I'm talking about prosperous and in good health as far as emotions and spiritually and mentally. So perhaps, hopefully, I don't know. We no one knows what the future holds. We don't know what two weeks from now will look like. But in this 2020 so far, in this six months of great upheaval, perhaps. The great American human sacrifice can become a great American gathering of redemption. Redemption of our ideals to truly live up to a nation where all men are created equal. Uh, A great American gathering of hope uh, that we can see the future and build towards it together. So those are some of my thoughts I wanted to share. If you're listening to this, I want to thank you for listening. Uh, Please be safe. Uh, And, you know, uh, be wise and, uh, you know, try to find a little bit of happiness every single day, uh, any moment you can. Thank you for listening to me, Glenn, Other Moods.